0: Okay, I'm very excited that we're doing this right so now. Excited. I feel like I haven't had an in-person podcast interview. I feel like in probably three months since before like the holidays. So this happening right now is really exciting for me. But hence me why so. it's a complete disaster of me <laughs> setting this up. So my apologies already. Perfect. Um, but I love that you're my neighbor and that you got to come yes. in here and hang out. So welcome to the emotional support. Clubhouse slash this was my dining room. Um amazing. We don't eat on a table anymore. <laughs> um, but the quality does sound good for the podcast. So yeah, who that's needs the, the dining imp- room table. Who needs a dining room table? We don't podcast,
1: need a- dining room table.
0: Honestly, I'm all about which I don't have, but now I feel like I should go to Target and go and get it. I wanna get one of those TV dinner like tray stands. Right? Yes. Wouldn't that be great? And it like
1: lifts up,
0: and, and it lifts mean, yes. up, and it's like super and there's, like, fancy. storage.
1: I think too. Yes, that's what we need.
0: That would be really rich For if me. I had the storage <laughs> one. I feel like that's a real. That's like a. That's a home goods find. That's oh my gosh, like a,
1: obsessed with home goods.
0: I literally have such an obsession with home goods. I can't even tell you. I go at least if I'm feeling depressed or if I'm feeling sad or I'm just having an off day or I feel like I need to do something with the day. To feel an accomplishment, I will go to Home Goods. I'm telling you, retail therapy, and sometimes this is really terrible. I don't recommend you doing this because it's. <sighs> I'm like, do I even want to say this? Sometimes if I'm feeling really bad and I need retail therapy, I'll go in a store and I'll just put a bunch of things in the cart and be like, oh yeah, I definitely need this orange juice maker, even though I don't drink orange juice. Like, oh my God, yes, I definitely need this like throw pillow that says like best like dog mom of all time. You know, all these like really weird chachkis. Do you have a dog? I do have two dogs. (laughs) Because you're like, okay, hold on a second. No, I do have two dogs, but I put all these tchotchkes in my cart and then I'm like, do I really need these? But sometimes
1: you just need to put it in the cart and walk around the store with it. Just to feel like you're
0: doing something and you've got it. Because then when you bring it home, sometimes it's like,
1: I got to return this.
0: What the fuck did <laughs> I do? This is so embarrassing. Um, but I don't recommend doing that because then I feel like a total asshole that has like the people working there putting the stuff back. So oh, then- sometimes
1: I'll like go back and put it in
0: its place. Yeah, sometimes I do if that I'm too. Feeling, if I feel I'm not bad. In a rush. Yeah. yeah. If I'm not in a rush, yeah. which I'm usually not in a rush when I'm have got nothing else going on. But anyways, I am here with Julia, and I am so excited that you are here right now. And you are the founder of the Broglie Box, yes. and I absolutely love it. And we're gonna totally get into everything Broglie box. Um, and I want to also maybe, maybe we could even do a giveaway. I think would be yes. really fun. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, I, I it, That just came to me. I'm like putting poor Julia on the spot right now. She's like, wait, no, I we can't have do to do a giveaway. <laughs> we
1: have to. I actually thought about that on my ride over here. I was like, we need to
0: do a giveaway. And you already brought me this beautiful candle. So I'm so excited that, that, and I have my own Broglie box that I won in a raffle. It was very exciting. Um, with, with Britt Bronson, shout out to Britt Bronson. Yeah. Um, but, we met at an event um for space movement all about, you know, our mental health and using our body and flow and all this, you know, fun woo-woo, like, <laughs> let's get our shit together in our brain. But what is the story behind you specifically, and how Broglie box came to fruition? how this happened? Yeah.
1: so, the story really is that I have lived with anxiety and depression my entire life, but never had the language or the words or awareness to put into place like, okay, what is this thing that right. I've been dealing with? Um, and then even when I was diagnosed, I felt like it was a personal weakness. So mm. I probably, I think I was- Like dying. almost
0: shameful, right? Very yeah, Very shameful.
1: I know. And where I came, like, I'm from a suburbs of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which since has changed. But at the time, it wasn't openly talked about. So I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't talk about this openly. And I was very high achiever, perfectionist. Mm. And from the outside, everything looked fine.
0: Oh, always. That's always what happens, right? Right? They're like, oh, she has got it together. Like She's great. Like, that's not the one we have to worry about. Exactly. Yeah, always. But then was
1: just, like, really, really struggling. Um, And then like through college same thing like i would like push it aside um but even in my senior year of college like had thoughts of suicide like right. was really really struggling but i just like i hate to say like i pushed through it like it was a struggle for right, sure right. Um, but because of stigma i definitely didn't get the help that i needed and then about a year after college um, my brother justin who was 24 at the time it was like a year and a half um he died by suicide so i Realized that, I mean, that crisis, like I always say it, like woke me up to this realization that if I didn't get help myself, I was definitely on the same path that he was. Right. Um, unfortunately. And then um, it just shook me to my core, like losing him in that way. He was so young and had his whole life ahead of him. And we were 18 months apart. So it was super I was close. about to
0: say, if you were just out of college, my God, you must have been super close in age as well, which is also very, like, M- must be even hard. obviously it's so tragic and hard to lose a family member, especially a sibling. I'm an only child, so I've always craved to have a sibling. Um, so I, I, I well, I cannot relate. I'm relating, you know, yeah. with with family, you know, because I have lost family um, that way. But it must have been even harder because it's almost like you guys were twins with the with yeah. the age difference, and then he was older, right? So seeing like, oh, what could have been with his life as you get to that age too it just must have been such a mind like crazy mind fuck. for sure
1: and we I mean we talked about it like I was so embarrassed about my own struggle so it's not like it was it wasn't totally like some people say did you know did you did you like was it a total shock to you because it was a shock yeah. to my community right like our right. community our friends our family were completely in shock and my brother Justin was very open about his suicidal ideation. Really? Yes. And my family, my parents moved him home. So he lived in Philly and they moved him home about three months before he died. So I actually, and I was living at home at the time, um, working. And so I like got to spend the last three months with him, but I, it was just one of those things where I was like, okay, I've, Finally found a therapist. Like, I'm doing a little bit better. He's going to be fine. Like, you just never think it actually could happen. And that's where, like, this whole conversation around choice comes into play, where people think, like, oh, how could he do that to you? How could he do that to your family? It's selfish. Yeah, exactly. You hear that
0: all the time. And you're just like, no, people just don't understand, like, unless you've been in that position, right? And you've had that struggle or or that attempt or that feeling, you know, that ideation. It's like... I forgot who I was talking to. I'm, I'm like, my, like I said earlier, scatterbrain. But I was speaking with someone on the podcast and we were talking about, oh, I know, it was Zach Williams when I was speaking with Zach. Yeah. And, you know, Zach was talking about how it's not about giving up. It's about not knowing what else there is to do. You know what I mean? It's exactly. like, I just, I, I can't feel this anymore. I, I'm not sure what... what Give me something else. People literally you know, feel it's not giving into up to a
1: corner. Like they're like, yeah. I mean, Justin's brain was so sick that it was telling him that one, the world would be better off without him. Yep. Two, that he was a huge burden. Yep. And three, there was literally no other option except right. for that one. Right. And so it's it definitely wasn't a choice. And um and yeah, as someone who's experienced suicidal ideation too, I'm like okay. I can kind of see, like, where, like, I can I can almost imagine myself in there, and that's what breaks my heart, because I, like, see, I saw how much pain he was in. Right,
0: right, 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 But
1: I was just, like, my family and I were just very, I don't know, like, I, I hate to use the word uneducated, but we just didn't know what to do. To, to, like, I now I know all these resources exist. Well, of course, exist,
0: right? And, and you're like, coulda, woulda, shoulda. You exactly. know, why can't I turn back time? But I think that, you know, even someone like me who lives with bipolar disorder and, and, and has been diagnosed since I was, you know, and now we're going on 13, 14 years, like I still feel uneducated even now hosting a podcast for mental health. I mean, there are times where I have friends who reach out to me that'll say, you know, hey, I have a friend that's, you know, talking about suicide. What do I do? And I'm kind of like, uh, uh, you know, who's the doctor that I can call? Like, who's my resource? You know what I mean? And I'm very lucky to have a particular person that I always call and I go to to be like, hey, you know, you know, Dr. I won't say his name, but doctor yeah, yeah. blah blah blah. You know, it, what can I do? Who's the right person that I can put you know X, Y, and Z in touch with? Yeah. Um, but still, it's it's not even enough. I feel like it's never enough education, well, and that's yeah. what's so hard. It's every, every day. Person
1: is different, too. yeah. Like what? It's not like a one shoe fits all yeah, type of exactly. thing. Like you know, like one person might need different support than the other person. And what so are I the think, circumstances? But I think like, like as an yeah. advocate or just as as a human being, like the most important thing is okay. Who do I know that's a professional that I right. can talk to? Because, right. like, the worst thing we can do is try to diagnose when we're not doctors. So right. I think you're doing everything that you can. Or it's as simple as
0: calling the suicide, you know, hotline, 1-800-273-TALK. Sure. 1-800-273-TALK. You know I mean? Yep. It's 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 silly to be like, oh, just call this number, you know. But it, it is works. that number yeah. that works. Or if you're not comfortable with talking, then text Crisis Text yep. Line,
1: 741-741. Like, yep. super easy and you know that someone will be there 24 um, seven, but I don't know. I just, I can't say it enough that if someone out there is experiencing these things, like it's 100% treatable yeah. and suicide is 100% preventable. And there are so many resources. Just when you feel backed into the corner, you, you don't have the wherewithal to be like, Oh, what should I do now? Right, and so right. that's why it's so important to reach out to someone who can help you figure out what to do.
0: Do you think it was, you know, since you and your brother both, is it just the two of you or are there other siblings as well? I have
1: an older sibling as
0: well. And is your oldest sibling, you know, deal with mental health as well? Is this like a genetic thing? Like what do you think it was? What have you learned about yourself and about your brother through this journey of now being so involved in the mental health world.
1: Yeah. So um, my oldest brother, I don't think experiences the same things that Justin and I experience, like from a depression standpoint. However, I think like we've all experienced so many emotions from losing Justin. Of course. Right. Um, And so there's definitely been times where, you know, we've had that discussion, like feeling really low and grieving and everything else. Um, But historically speaking, I don't think he had the same sort of symptoms as Justin and I. Um, but the, after Justin died, like there were people, certain members in my extended family that then I learned about had a history of depression. really, yes. And anxiety, like anxiety was like very common, but like there were people that came, like opened up to me about depression that I was like, whoa, never would have guessed. Isn't it just and so it bananas like, how
0: you literally say one thing and the, yeah. like it literally spirals out. That happened with my family where... I knew that that one of my family members had had died by suicide. Um, at a, and I was I think in middle school and my mother and I were very open about mental health. So I was oh, while well, I wasn't aware of in quote unquote the definition of like what how did he do it? What happened? You know, it wasn't like that. It was the conversation of of what it was, uh, the feeling and all that. But I had learned that grandparents and great grandparents and my, you know, father's mother and stuff, all of them lev- lived with Bipolar de- dis—excuse me—bipolar disorder or depression or anxiety or or severe depression on 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 um, my mom's side, one of the family members, uh, who had passed, you know, almost before I was born, you know, okay. and you just go, wow, but they didn't even know what it was at the time, right? It was just like, oh, they're sad a lot. Or they don't feel great, you know, but you never we, we didn't have these Undignosed, terms yeah. and the, the you know, the actual definitions of like what this specific feeling means. Did it make you
1: feel a little bit less alone or like, oh man, Totally. Okay, well I'm not the I'm not like crazy. But right. Because right. when I when I heard these things from these people, I was like, Okay, well like that makes sense just me. now. And it's not just me and it's okay. And so that's why like it's so it's so important to be vulnerable. I think there's so much strength yeah. and vulnerability and like when I started opening up to people, I did find that not just my family, but people from my community, friends that I went to college with, were we were struggling at the same exact time. It's like that graphic where like everybody's like struggling alone, but yeah. all struggling yeah. with the same <laughs> Exactly. Thing. Um, and so like that's kind of how Broglie Box started because people were I started opening up and then people were like asking me for resources and I was uh-huh. like, I don't have them, but I'll put them together. Right. And knowing me, like I'm a scientist like i put this whole like color-coded spreadsheet together of like yeah. okay these resources are for this and this these is products for that, are right. for that and i just started like researching and then i was like how do i put this together in a way that feels very digestible very approachable and kind of like enjoyable because mental health right. can be can feel so scary yeah and the most common question i was getting was how do i support someone who i know is struggling but i mm-hmm. don't want to be like well, you should really go see a
0: therapist because it comes yep. off in the wrong way. Well, it, it makes you not want to go to a therapist yeah. and be like, well, what is wrong with yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, So what is the answer to that question? Like, what do you tell people? Yeah. So, I mean, well, what I. Not to put you on the spot I mean, or anything, but what should
1: we do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, what I did in that case was I was like, oh, well, here's these resources that you, or here's these products that will kind of like introduce them into right. mental health. Um, and that's kind of where Brokely Box came from. It's like putting together a kit or a box full of resources and products that feels, it truly feels like a gift when you yeah. open it up and it right. feels like, like fun to open. Yeah. But all the products have some sort of tie into mental health or wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we did when we start like, I am such a researcher and I hosted like interviews with psychologists and psychiatrists. And I was like, what products do you recommend to people like to supplement? So it's it's not a replacement.
0: Well, exactly. And it's not like a fluff box. You know what I mean? This isn't like a fun, like this isn't like, Oh, this is a makeup box, but it's self care. (laughs) You're like not jumping on this hashtag of what mental health awareness is. You're actually doing the research behind it. For
1: sure. And and not just with the professionals. Like I, I spent hours like reading Facebook group, like depression support groups, anxiety support groups, and listening and watching what people were saying to each other as helpful things. So Uh yeah, like a candle, it's not gonna instantly cure your depression, but if you remember that mindfulness and that meditation might help, and then every time you light that candle, there's an affirmation on it, and maybe it somehow links back to you feeling a little bit better, there is like a little bit of science behind that, or like, essentially like what it all came down to is what we call now the six pillars of mental wellness. Uh So those are mindfulness, gratitude, relaxation, sleep, nutrition, and fitness. So all of the products and resources fall into one of those six categories. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so it's it's like stuff in the box, but then we have our own magazine, which are like resource booklets, and they're articles written from therapists, from peers that have gone through it, resources that are available. So it's kind of like an all-in-one. And it feels very like it doesn't feel scary to, to read.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. I think that that's, uh, you know, I was speaking with um, this company that I, I have been, you know, collaborating with for a while and they're a therapy research I mean a therapy like matchmaking company basically it's like really cool yeah um and you know we were talking and, and trying to figure out like what is it that's missing like what's the missing piece with therapy with humans like with that connection like why is it scary like why is mental health a scary topic unless you are struggling so much such as myself I always use myself as an example and then I sound like a narcissist even though I am but I just I do it because I don't want to like place it on someone else like on you like that's why you do this Julia (laughs) but you know what I mean like that is why like what makes it scary right is it because you're just one-on-one talking just with a stranger, basically like opening up your guts, like what what can we do to make it not a scary situation? Mental health, and it is something as simple as just a magazine, just yeah. opening getting up and having that conversation, up, like people getting people warmed up. People don't know
1: what therapy is going to be like, right. and The fear of the unknown, I think, creates it's the fear that, of the unknown. Yeah. Oh, what is this going to be like? Am I going to be like? is it, port- because it's been portrayed as like me laying on a couch and yep. having to open up all my deepest fears and on crying. the first time. And yeah. crying, yeah. And that's not what it's like as we it's like, know. here's the
0: tissues and yeah. it's always in a comedy, you yeah. know what I mean? And they're always like making yeah. fun of the person. They're like, they have so many problems, yeah. you know? And I think it's about like normalizing it. And that's what's so cool. So with these six different, you know, um, the pillars, right? Um, how important do you think is like, the number one thing in there is of importance? Like, what is it? Is it the sleep? Is it the exercise? Like, is it the meditation? Like, what for you, particularly you as Julia? What is your number one pillar? You know, for mental health.
1: Yeah. So, so mindfulness to me, like the definition that resonates the most with me is the ability to become more reflective than reactive. Oh, so interesting. My okay. Anxiety would come. I would have all these ruminating thoughts, and I would instantly react. So, instead, like practicing mindfulness, just like being more in the present moment and noticing different things and noticing my thoughts and like thinking of my thoughts as something separate from myself. Right. Right. Um that allowed me to like like you can't control
0: your own thoughts, yeah. that kind of thing. Like yeah. I
1: felt like I couldn't control them. Right. And I still can't sometimes don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not perfect. Yeah. Uh, definitely not. <laughs> um but being able to like feel like empowered like okay I am actually in control. And yeah. so taking a just like taking that moment to pause and be like, okay, is this true or false? Like developing those strategies around, okay, how do I take a second to just pause and then decide how I'm going to react to this? Um, and I have so many different methods. Because
0: I was about to say, I think that that's a very hard thing, whether whatever your diagnosis is right. I think that reacting to people's, you know, (sighs) I have a really hard time dealing with this too. So this is why I'm very curious. Like I have actually never had this conversation on this podcast before like this. So this is really fun, but I have a really hard time. I'm not someone, it's, I'll use an example of like, if someone writes me something and it's like really passive aggressive, Mm. like I don't even think twice about my misspelling and I will write something back very aggressively, yeah. like, because I just, I, I'm the kind of person, maybe it's Italian, maybe it's bipolar. I don't know what it is where I just can't put up with bullshit. Yeah. Um, and as, sometimes, shouldn't. as I, should as I shouldn't, but sometimes when I then go back and I reread what someone has written me, right. And I'm like, Oh wait, they actually didn't mean it that way. Like I'm coming across as the asshole and I, I feel like I'm being attacked. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, I feel like I'm on, I'm constantly on the defense, for no reason. Um, so I react and I don't really sit in my thoughts and go, okay, wait, let me just take a moment, you know, whether they did something wrong or not, or whether I did something wrong, I, 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 I react, not great. So what is something that you do to kind of like make yourself sit down and go, okay, I take a deep breath. Like, what is one of your cures that you can help me? I mean, out
1: with? well, first of all, it might be the Italian, because I'm also Italian. <laughs> oh, so I there you know. go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I the biggest thing is um is this balance, right? Because you don't want to overthink it too much. Too, no, no, right?
0: Because being an overthinker is just constantly the worst because then you just go over and over and over and it circles down and then yeah. it gets to a really like a really dark place.
1: So the first question I always ask myself is like does this need to be like, does, does my response need to come at this very moment? Like uh-huh. how urgent is my response? Can I take a breath? Because can I take a minute? Can yeah. I take a minute, step aside, like reread it later, whatever, or skip back to that person right away and say like, right. hey, I'm gonna get back to you, but like I just, I'm in the middle of something, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And that like creating that space in between, like that's the biggest thing for me. Right. And then, I mean, I also like for me, I'll read something and then I'll create stories like, in my head, and I'll be like, okay, like, here's a scenario, here's a situation. And so doing, like, a fact-checking exercise is always, like, very effective for me, like, something my therapist helped me What is a fact-checking exercise? It's, like, with these thoughts. It's, like, okay, like, I'm having this thought. How how true is this? Like, how do I, do I know this is a fact, or is this something that, like, might be something that I'm just, like, extrapolating? Yep, yep. And then if it's like a worst case scenario thing, (laughs) I'm like, is this, okay, this might be a fact,
0: Yeah, could
1: be, could be a situation that could happen. Like what is the likelihood of that becoming true? And so that like likelihoodness, like probability, it's like, okay, like, is this like 50% or is this a hundred percent? And then from there, like asking those two questions, then I can decide on how I'm going to respond. Um, and like with passive aggressive comments or people that are like trying to get a rise out of you, like, it's always two for me, it's like, what do I want the outcome to be? Yeah. Like how do, like, do I want that? if I respond and I get back to them and I'm in this, I'm matching their energy mm-hmm. is the outcome going to be what I want it to be, which is like whatever it might be, right. or, or is it that I need to say this? Cause I need to stick up for myself. Yeah, And then the outcome is that's what the outcome right. is. Of course. of course. Um, so like, that's like a whole, it's like a whole process.
0: <sighs> I mean, but that's really good. And that obviously was a learning process for me and I have to adjust that and listen to that over and over again. And I feel like that is going to be a great clip to use because I mean, I feel like if I can just, you know, take those simple steps. And I think that that's just a perfect example of, you know, Life can be quite simple with our mental health and with our, you know, self growth, if you will, if you just take a breath take a and breath, you just yeah. think and you, you know, listen. You know what I mean? For I don't sure. know. Like, well, what do you do now? You, you, well, right obviously like- I respond right away and then I'm an asshole. Um, no. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I am very quick to, to just use those fingers and go, you know, I'm not great with texting because of that. Um, I'm also super sensitive. So if someone says something and it's not meant to be passive aggressive, I always, in my own insecurity, almost like see something fake that's not there. And and, do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's a a big problem. And and especially on social media, I think that it's made it worse. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people, there's a lot of trolls out there and they write really like, Shitty things, to be honest. Oh um, And I think that I'm so overly sensitive just in general, like just the way I was born. And then on top of social media and on top of, it, it really affects me the most when it has to do with my podcast, or it has to do with me talking about mental health, and someone says something like really, For sure. Like, yeah. Oh my and gosh. so,
1: when I, like talking about trolls on social media, I had this threw me for a loop for literally a year. But like after I launched Broglie Box, I had a couple people like comment, like random strangers from the internet, like didn't even have a profile picture, so like don't even know who. Yeah, you're like, is. We,
0: where are you coming from? But saying <laughs> saying
1: stuff like this is like. Like, you're never going to be able to, like, what did they say? They said some, like, really awful things about me with my brother and, like, this is not going to help anybody. And, like, your brother would not be proud of this. And, oh, good luck trying to make money off of your brother's death. (gasps) And I was like, that's exactly what it was.
0: And you're like, exactly, that's exactly what I'm doing. Didn't you know?
1: I was like, I just gave up my very, very lucrative job to like pursue this path. And if I wanted to make money, like the reality is like and someone, Help me with this they're like things aren't free I mean you still have to like there's a cost associated with the reality life. is
0: it it costs money to live on earth yeah like, right like, like I, I, mean, I heard that the other day and I saw a funny meme and it was like a chimpanzee and he was like you fools like you guys are all paying to live here we live here free and I was like why can't I be a chimpanzee like right? you know um but 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 that is the truth of the matter right is it does cost money uh to live on this planet so I was
1: like I'm trying to just like I'm trying, like, I have to work. Sorry, I'm yeah. trying to help people in the process. Yeah. And the thing is, like, these comments really like shouldn't affect me but they
0: of course do, not but you know they do mean, and they're the ones that, that you remember you don't remember the ones where someone goes you know Broglie box really saved my life like i was having a really tough day and like i did these six you know the the pillars i did yeah. all the pillars and i went outside and i wrote in a journal and i ha- put the candle on and all this stuff like you don't remember those i printed those. Them
1: out i have them like printed now because That's beautiful in, in moments where i feel like am i making an impact like like you get caught up in like the business and the entrepreneurship and everything else and my own mental health challenges. Like I'm not cured from mental, like from my depression or anxiety all the time. Not perfect. Yeah, yeah, not perfect. So I have those messages, like the, the positive ones. Saved I think now, that's a really
0: I good idea. I think them. that that's what that's a really good piece of advice that I think that all of us can do is like if there's something positive, whether it's from social media, whether it's from a friend, whether it's, you know, an inspirational like quote, even as cheesy as that sounds oh like gosh. if it makes you feel good, like print that out and like keep it by your bedside, you know, and if you're just. Notes.
1: All over my house. Britt Bronson makes fun of me because she calls me the affirmation queen because I love affirmations and, like, some of them aren't even affirmations. They're just, like, positive quotes or something that have resonated with me. And it's, like, I don't know. I'm all about you have control over what you're consuming, including social media, everything else. And if I can consume things that make me feel good more than things that don't make me feel good, then, like, why not?
0: Is there something that you think that, you know – obviously your brother would be completely proud of everything that you're doing but is there something particular that you know maybe was a mission of his in life or something that he enjoyed to do when he was younger that you've kind of brought along to like keep that going like keep that alive
1: yes. oh my gosh i love that question so two things um first of all if you knew my brother like he was the kindest person oh. and so he was a web designer web developer like all the applications, wow. like engineer, computer science, like all that wow. stuff. So and he started his own business after college and he literally would not take on any projects unless they had some sort of social impact.
0: Really? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Wow. So How he awesome was is huge that?
1: Huge into philanthropy, huge into giving back. Actually like huge into helping people with their mental health like yeah um and he did this whole like in college like him and his friend would go and do like free hugs in the park and do like dancing in the park and there's youtube videos of him oh dancing. God, stop like, it like, the, like this kind of dance oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. um so he was all about like giving back and oh. social impact so that that really like he he actually wrote out this whole um i'll send it to you it was like a a Like a drawing of and it was i can make or i will make a difference over and over again but in all these different fonts and like everything so he was all about like making a difference Uh and so i really feel like he is helping me to like make a difference Uh in the world through the work that he was trying to do um and the second thing was he loved nature he loved being outside like felt very like close to God outside, like felt just like wow. this is where I want to be. So the whole branding behind Broglie Box, like with the green and the our logo, which is yeah. sort of like a peace sign symbol but elements of nature. It's, it's all inspired it's by all him. your
0: brother. Yeah. Wow. And
1: the name obviously it's named people are like, Oh, it's named after you. I'm like, no, it's it's named after my brother. It's a yeah. tribute to him. Yeah.
0: So. Wow. That's so wonderful. I love that he was so connected to nature and it's 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 I'm trying to think of the word my I'm like having like that brain issue right now it's not like teleport but like it's almost like his you know soul is inside you while you're working on Broglie box like and just like what is the word and I'm like gonna you're gonna leave the house and I'm gonna be like oh my god or why didn't you know like I sound so silly right now like teleporting (laughs) like but you know what I mean it's like you're experiencing these experiences like through him and like he's alive here with us like enjoying every single moment of this now I have to ask you your fiance Dustin lovely gentleman how did you you know I ask this question a lot to people who are in relationships or who are talking about dating and being very open with their you know you know I want to say I was going to say their sexual health that's not what I meant at all (laughs) Uh, but who are open with their relationships (laughs) like oh you didn't know you came on a sex podcast right now no who are open with their relationships. Like, this is the morning. What is going on, Alessandra? Um, But did you ever, like, have this, it's always that weird like step, right? Like, are you uncomfortable to talk about your mental health when you first meet the person that you're dating? Like, mm. do you like open up with a story right away? Like I talked to Kevin Hines and I asked Kevin, I was like, what was it like when you met, you know, your wife, Margaret? Like, did you like open up right away and be like, hey, by the way, like I live with bipolar disorder, like this A, B, and C happened to me. Like, these are things that I, I'm so curious about what was your experience like with, with your mental health and expressing that and kind of bonding over it with Dustin?
1: Oh my gosh. So yeah, we met and then, um, we were talking and he, I think the first thing, one of like the first things that made me feel like, so, oh my gosh, this guy is amazing is how he talked about his relationship with his sister and his family. And so I was like, okay, like this guy clearly one of his values is family. Uh-huh. And so he understood he understood right. right off the bat that like my like family is everything to me. And so right. when I told him about my brother, it was a very easy conversation for him to like understand. Right. And he I felt like he understood how painful it was for me right off the bat mm. because of his relationship. Um and then it was I don't know, it was very easy for me to talk about Some of the things that I've struggled with with him, like, which has not been the case with other guys that I had, like, dated in the past. Right, because that's
0: what I was going to say. Like, is this something that, you know, because the story, right, once you say a story so many times, sometimes it loses, not that it loses its value or loses its, you know, vulnerability or sensitivity. But sometimes, like, for me, like, I, I find I always am like... I live with bipolar disorder like murk, murk, like you know what I mean like and then I move on with the story um you know Wait, what I mean sense? like yeah exactly yeah, exactly exa- <laughs> and they're like uh excuse me ma'am you know but I feel the same way with my husband where I was just like straightforward right away yeah. because it was just like this is me like warts and all like love it or leave it yeah. you know um but I but that's interesting that you weren't like that with other no. relationships I, well
1: okay so my my like Previous boyfriend was with me through just my brother passing away and everything. He was amazing. And like, we're still good friends today. Like he, he was there through college when I, like he saved my life. I mean, that's a bond that for sure. Like, um, and, but then in between, like, him and dustin there were a couple guys that i like just would go on a couple dates with and i felt like okay i'm not comfortable really openly talking about this just yet which is silly because i just think it was a personal thing like now i'm like i scream to the mountaintops right (laughs) right right have these things yeah yeah um but with dustin when i started talking about it he could relate because he also has had mental health challenges and he talks openly about it um and but he never had the words like oh, like this is actually anxiety because he was never properly diagnosed. Wow. And then when he was, it was like, oh my gosh, wow. Like my, my world has been opened up. I know what this thing is that I've been trying to struggle that I've been struggling with, yeah. but can't put my finger on. And now I can like do something about it. It's the um, best feeling
0: to actually and then, know.
1: Yeah. And then I told him about, we were probably like six months into dating when I told him that I had this idea for this company. Mm. And he and I'm like very risk adverse, like very traditional. <laughs> I was working this like corporate job. Never thought I'd be an entrepreneur, like all these things. But I had I was starting to give out these resources, and I was telling him about it. And he was like, "You have to do this." And then he had all these ideas, and oh so we gosh, co-founded how- Broglie Box together.
0: Oh my gosh, are we, thats I knew that, yeah. I knew that. So just ignore once again my morning brain, yes. No, no I yeah. knew that, which is so cool. Yeah.
1: But like that whole conversation leading up to that, it, it was like I was fearful, like how is this going to go right. down? And he was just the best. And I was like, you know what, this is just further indication that this is the right person for me well, it's like but, a
0: confirmation yeah. from the universe for you know sure. what i mean and i think it's so special i think that there's something so wonderful pe- about people that have such strong family values not to say look we can't pick our family right we can't you know what i mean <laughs> decide I-, I don't have a relationship with parts of my family you know sure. what i mean but i honor and i respect and i'm such a family person whether that be even my Friends being like my family, chosen family, family, for chosen sure. family for you know, sure. my chosen family. And so I think that when I, you know, I, 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 I'm drawn to people, not even just in relationships, but just friendships of people that are drawn and are close with their family like that, because there's a special, there's almost a special intimacy, um, to that relationship that, you can kind of trust that person that they're always gonna be there and they're gonna be there by mm-hmm. your side and just really like love you for who you are. Definitely. You know?
1: And it's not just like, oh, how he talks about these people, but like I saw it's the actions how he that are taken with right? them and everything else. And that that spoke volumes to me. And I was like, okay, this is uh, our values are in alignment. Right. Even the way he treated his friends, like you said, chosen family, yeah, it's, like it's chosen his family. His friendships and how they interacted. I was like, okay, like these are deep connections. It's right. not just like especially like in LA, like, you know, I, I <laughs> like, know.
0: how did you meet him? Like oh out gosh. and about?
1: It is the crazy story. <laughs> so I was living in Hoboken, New Jersey. Okay. And he was living here in LA. Okay. And I won tickets on the radio. I tried one time. I went to my car. I always listened to Spotify. My Bluetooth didn't connect. I'm sitting in my garage in Hoboken like, about to go Oh, somewhere. my God. And, and I, I want
0: you to know that I know what Hoboken is because of New Jersey Housewives. So, there you
1: go. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Frank Sinatra was born. there. Anyway, it's, like, right across the river from yeah, New York. Yeah. So, I'm, like, go to get in my car. My Bluetooth doesn't connect. It goes to the radio. And it's, like, Texas keyword to win tickets to iHeartRadio Music Awards. And, and I like, was, great. like, sure, whatever. Texted one time. The keyword was lucky. Two hours later, they called me. And they were, like, you won. And I was, like,
0: is this Shut a joke? Up.
1: I never win anything. Like, anything. Like, this does not happen to me. So I'm like, oh, my God, I won two tickets, round-trip flights, a Hotel in what? Marina Del Rey, tickets to the show, a shuttle bus to and from the, the show. Yeah. What? So I'm like – This is a crazy story. Right? So, like, me and my best girlfriend from college flew out. Um, we went to the award show, and afterwards <gasps> they had these shuttle buses, and they were like, okay, like, do you want to go to the after party or are you going back to the hotel? Like, which bus are you yeah. trying to get on? And we yeah. were like – well, we'll go to the after party. We were not invited. We we're not on the list. Oh, anything. my God. But Dustin was there with his band at, at the iHeart. He was like doing the red carpet yeah, and everything, yeah. um, his band at the time. And so, the, and they were at that. So it was at the bungalow. If oh, you're my familiar. gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And we like snuck our way into this after party. Like we were not on the list. Like they were like, I don't know how he did Oh it, my God. <laughs> and I'm, again, this is like so unlike me. Like, I feel like I was like living a whole nother life this weekend because I was like, I won these tickets, which never happens. I'm sneaking into an after party. Like, what the heck? And then Dustin was there and he like came up to me and tapped me on the, we were like in line for the bar and he like tapped me on the shoulder. And I was just like, hi, and like kind of like moved away. Like, cause I was just, I right. thought he was like trying to get past right, me or right, something. Right. And he was like, "Oh, I was so deflated after that moment." Cause oh. he's just like but then later on the night he came up to me again, oh. and we started talking. And then um, my friend, I'd never heard of the band that he was in. But what was when... the band? So he was in a band called Half Drive, uh-huh. and before that he was the guitarist for Big Time Rush. Okay, so he Amazing. he was on tour for them with them for five years, and. My friend was like, "Oh my gosh, my cousin is obsessed with Big Time Rush. Like, right. let's take a picture and I'll send it to her." And my <laughs> phone was like closer to the person, the closest person to me, yeah, or to us. So I handed the phone and I was like, "Hey, will you take our picture?" Yeah. So we have a picture of the three of us, and um, <laughs> he was like, "All right, ladies. Like, it was so nice to meet. We talked for a little bit longer. And yeah. he was like, it was so nice to meet you. Um, like, by the way, will you send me that picture?" Yeah. Oh, that's, that's smooth. Ooh, so that smooth. is so smooth. So. Smooth. <gasps> so I sent him the picture and he walked he walked away and my friend was like you know oh, I just wow got a number, right? Dustin
0: oh that's good And I was like,
1: "Whoa." So yeah, so then we we were doing long like kind of like this long distance thing, but I also like wasn't quite ready to be in a relationship yeah. cuz I had just gotten out of one. So I was like, "Okay," like And you were still
0: living in New Jersey. I was living in
1: New Jersey. So it was great because like we were we were getting to know each other on a friendship on level a friendship basically. Level. Yeah. And then at the end of June, he was like, all right, I'm flying out. I'm taking you on a proper date, like coming oh. to New York City and everything else. And then he, Yeah.
0: And the rest is history. The rest
1: is history. But I still like was like, I don't want a boyfriend. Like I didn't let him call me his, oh his girlfriend God. until like the fall of that, that
0: year. I mean, I have to say there's something that's pretty magical about that story that makes it seem like there was someone that like magically made that happen. I have I to say really that's, that. that's, that's, a that's, That's bizarre. That's straight out of a movie where the girl randomly texts on the radio to get this. I mean, it's It's just bizarre. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just bizarre. And it just makes me kind of, it reassures that, you know what, there is some sort of higher power, whatever that may be, whether it's aliens or God or Jesus or whomever it may be, there is a higher power that really, when you just kind of let go and, and, you know, let it happen and let it be like magic really can happen. I totally agree.
1: And he was supposed to be somewhere else that weekend and change, and like last minute, his bandmate was like, no, we need to go to this. And he was like, you're right. And then that's when they went.
0: I mean, it's just like crazy. bizarre. So what is next for Broglie Box?
1: <laughs> well, um, we just launched our new website. So I'm really excited about that. It's much easier to kind of shop on there. Um, and so you can, bro- you can get like a pre-curated kit uh-huh. um, in different categories or you can build your own. And it's so so cool because
0: what I love about Box, and I just want to like just say this, is you don't need it just for yourself. You can do it as a gift. You can do it as a birthday gift. You can do it if your friend is like sick and feeling down or there is that sort of like, I don't know what to do. Like, do I call them? Do I want to find them a therapist? Or you know what? Something as simple as just... This little box with all the pillars of help. And, you know, it's yeah. just something that can brighten someone's right. day.
1: Like sometimes it's just about like letting someone know that you're you're supporting them, that you're there for them. Yeah. And here's like something. They're fit. not alone. Here's like a – because people are like, oh, I want to get them flowers or I want to get them – like send them something just to sure. like, let them know that I care. But like these items feel very fun, but like they actually – They'll actually do more. There's than a purpose. Just that. There's yeah. A purpose. Yeah. Um, so the build a box has been the most popular by far because people like to choose what they want to put yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, and then we we used to do subscription boxes, and we got rid of we like pivoted the company and doing on demand boxes to do the build a box. But we are thinking about bringing a subscription back. Oh my gosh! Um, oh, cool. Just so that people can have something on a regular basis. So that's kind of what's in the works.
0: Oh my gosh! So we have to do a giveaway, we like as to. if it's like I feel like it's gonna have to be the keyword is gonna have to be lucky or something like you okay. did, you know, because yeah. that's what happened with you, right? Yeah. You did. So you know, we're gonna have to do some sort of iHeartRadio style. Thing.
1: And what we can do is you can either we can you can pick what you would want to put together. Um, oh yeah. Or we could whoever wins can pick what they want. Yeah. Whatever. You oh my think. god,
0: that yeah. would be so special it could be like a special like broglie box for emotional support like it would be really cute oh my gosh yes oh my gosh I am going to ask you my final question that I ask everyone Julia what is your emotional support
1: oh um definitely Definitely Dustin. Um, and also my dog, Chester. Oh, my
0: God. Chester.
1: What a name. Yeah. Chester Copperpot is his full name. If you oh, my know God. The stop it. Yes. I know the goodies. Goonies never say die. Yes. So that's he's named after Chester Copperpot. Um, oh, my God. So yeah. Stop. I, like for me, like I'm all about connecting with people and finding my support system. And so I would
0: definitely say that those two are definitely. Oh, my God. Well, those those are two really good sports. What's yours? Oh, my God. Well, I love that you're asking. You know, it changes all the time. I think that, you know, some days it's my husband. It's definitely always my dogs. Um, it's always my main squeeze Pee Wee Herman. That's my main dog. Uh, he is just my, my ride or die 14 years going strong. Um, my mom, you know, but, um, I heard in an interview, um, I did an interview a couple weeks ago, and someone said, I'm my own emotional support. And it was really interesting because it was the first time someone answered that, said it that way, and I was like, wow, I, I really understand that because sometimes you just, even if you don't feel your strongest, even if you don't feel your best, sometimes, you know, you have to just have faith in yourself and know... I can do this. You know, I, I can be my own emotional support today. I like, that. is that really cool? Like, yeah, yeah, I said that, um, another one of, 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 uh, my guests will a. parks. His episode came out a few weeks ago and, and, um, we, we had talked about it as well. And it was just, it was really cool. I just thought that was really interesting that I'd never heard that yeah. before. I actually,
1: yeah. someone recommended this to me and Dustin will remind me when I'm feeling down, but like, Someone recommended I wrote a, like write a letter to myself when oh, I'm feeling wow. really good about everything I've been through and how far I've come. Like an affirmation. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm all about affirmations. No, but, but it's like true. A yeah, it's and good. And then when I'm feeling down, it's like I'm, I'm rereading this in my own words, in my handwriting. I think
0: that that's yeah. really interesting because sometimes, you know, I, I have a hard time with, with quotes and affirmations and stuff because I – I, once again, that resentful Italian comes out in me and I'm like, oh, fuck you. Like, you know, you, <laughs> you're you happy because you're a happy person. So go take this quote and stick it up your butt, you know. Um, but I think that if it's something that I wrote or something that I came from my own mind it would just reassure me that wow this is me and I can do this and I am on the right track and and because we all get down you know and and certainly I get down a lot um so it's it's good to get that that affirmation
1: it has to be believable though like if like you said if it's a quote that you're like oh this is so fluffy or
0: floopy or whatever like
1: like They won't work. No. It
0: just won't. No, it has to be you. Oh, my gosh. Well, I just, I love and I adore you, and I'm so happy that you're my neighbor and that you came here and did this because it's such a treat when I get to do it in person. Um, It's just so so easy. So thank you so much. Uh